Welcome to the Culmination Back Bar Podcast. I'm Stephen Shama, your host. Today, we have taken the show on the road. Um, we're here at Commons Brewery, which uh, thrills me no end. Joining me is Sean Burke and Conrad Andrus. How are you guys? Excellent. Doing well. Okay, so... Um, uh, you guys at Kirt Commons had your anniversary uh, earlier uh, or late last year, yep. just a couple months ago, yep. and I was here hanging out, and I talked to Mike, and the idea of doing a collaboration between Culmination and Commons came up, which made me super excited because, you know, I love Culmination, and I am a huge fan of Commons and have been for a long time. So I sent out a bunch of emails, and you guys all said yes, and we are here today to do a podcast about this beer, Home and Home. All right, so talk to me. Tell me. I'll drink, and you guys talk. I like this. All right, sounds good. You want to fire off? Yeah, so um, I guess we started talking like, uh, late January about the beer. Um, decided we needed to go go out, have a couple beers, talk about beer. Um, went over to the Loyal Legion, and I initially was kind of like, oh, like well, we're just gonna meet up and chat and rap about it a little bit. But then the whole comments crew <laughs> rolls in, and. Uh, yeah, we, we drew a recipe that day. Um, was pretty excited that, I mean, obviously the Commons being a more farmhouse-oriented brewery, uh, it was great to say, like, yeah, we, we both like making saisons. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of beer is this? I, I think we uh, best describe it as a, uh, a strong saison kind of thing. So, um, so the strong being, you know, a little bit higher than the, the sort of traditional way back uh, low quaffable, you know, low alcohol quaffable beers, you know, hovering right around mid fives down to 3% alcohol. So this, this, uh, sir, I think 6.8 is where we, we yep. landed on this. So just a little bit more, a uh, little bit more alcohol, kind of get some of the, uh, the blues of winter away. And uh, uh, also, you know, just really lay a kind of nice bed for some of the, the malt that we added to it and some of the grains and now for those uh, culmination fans that don't know, or Commons fans that don't know, because some people don't, what is a saison? We, whoever wants to t- tackle that. Mm-hmm. Well, saisons um, originated in Wallonia. It was pretty much before a much more low alcohol beer. It was a kind of payment for uh, farm workers, and uh, it was just built into their wages that they got. Was it a liter? Or, it sounds uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah. I, I think it was a liter of saison a day, and um, yeah, just uh, very, very much like yeast-driven beer, um, nice, like fruity and phenolic characters to them, and just quaffable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they kind of had to be because you know water wasn't very potable back then, so a lot of their uh, your fresh water sources you couldn't really drink, so they needed something for the saison means season in French. Uh, so seasonal workers would come in for the farms, and they needed something for them to, to drink. <laughs> I love that. You're thirsty? Have yeah. a beer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so for the, uh, for the craft beer geeks, do you guys want to talk about any of the hops or the malt that's in this beer, some of the profile, or a little bit of the recipe? I know we can't give away any corporate secrets, but there's people that are curious about this stuff. I know, because they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they ask me, what's the, what's the malt? What's yeah, the hops? Like, no, I think that's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth talking about. So. Yeah. Um, so... One of the unique things about culmination is we do have a cereal cooker or an adjunct cooker. Um, so we can take grains that are like traditionally not used in beer because they aren't malted. Um, so we can hold them at a higher temp and pressure to gelatinize it so it's accessible for 
think I said this yesterday. But yeah, <laughs> yeah Conrad was on the Culmination Back Bar podcast yesterday, as fate would have it, and he explained Weird. to us gelatinization. Sure. Yeah, so it, it just helps make uh, those starches accessible for enzymes to break down. And what, what did we put in the adjunct cooker that holds temperature and pressure? Oh, uh, we used farro, yeah. which is uh, kind of an ancient wheat. Yeah. And then, uh, we, you know, we are kind of talking through some of this, and we were... You put farro in the beer? Yeah. That yeah. is super cool. So that's that's where you're getting this. Uh, there's some interesting characters that, that we, we were kind of talking about. This almost like a vanilla character that, that really comes through. And I think that uh, I think that farro really boosts, you know, where I think that's likely oh, yeah. where it came from. So. Yeah. We were, we Once we were done, like, gelatinizing it, we were like, oh, my gosh. It's, it smells like it, vanilla in yeah, here. Yeah. And... You actually just kind of wanted to eat that, you know, the porridge <laughs> that came out. But, uh, one of the other approaches we wanted to take was uh, using the, uh, the, the the base malts. Uh, yeah. We wanted to have them uh, locally done. So uh, you, you've worked with the guys more than you can probably talk about. Yeah, so we used uh, Mecha Grade, um, which uh, Seth, uh, his wife, and I believe his father are, are the only people that really work for that company. Uh, they do mechanical floor malting. Um, so, I mean, floor malting being a pretty laborious task, uh, they they have a malting house that the floor is on conveyors and it kind of rolls the barley after doing germination and uh, an air kiln. And it's, it's all like one contained vessel, but it's a really awesome, like, it's just a really awesome operation. Uh, they use only OHSU, um, oh God, uh, full pint barley, and um, they pretty much have uh, four kind of base malts. Uh, there's Metolius, which is a Munich, Venora, which is kind of like their Vienna, um, the Pelton, which we used in this beer, which is like a Pilsner, and I'm kind of blanking on the fourth one. Uh, they also do have a caramel malt called Oval. And they're a local Oregon uh, malting. Yeah. What are these? Maltery? Mal a maltster. A maltster. That's cool. I like that. So um, they're a local Oregon maltster, right? Yeah. Um, so Mecha Grade is just uh, kind of between... I, w I actually kind of want to say that their, their location is... It's in Madras, but when, yeah, when in, you in when between you, Warm Springs and Madras, basically. Yeah, I've I've gone there for rafting. Yeah, to Madras. Madras is it Madras or Madras? Uh, depends yeah. on where you're from, I suppose. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to get myself out there and check out that sounds. So okay, so yeah. um, farro was one of the uh, one of the grains we used. Correct. Um, Mecca grade uh, malt. Yep. What other cool ingredients were in there? Uh, we used raw wheat, raw wheat, and yeah. spelt and spelt. Yep. And the raw, raw wheat. So you right. put the raw wheat through the um, uh, adjunct cooker as well? No. And no. no. We just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And spelt. And then uh, what hops? Any hops? you got to have hops, right? Oh, yeah. We added hops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably more than what these guys normally do except for IPA. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> but, but it doesn't taste hoppy at all. I mean, it's got that hop flavor, but it's not like an IPA or anything like that. Yeah, really. The goal was to, well, we'll kind of, I mean, we'll talk about the hops, but but the 
the goal really was that we also kind of wanted to use two of the house yeast cultures that we were using. So we wanted to do a 50-50 blend of that, really have some of that the ester profile from the fermentation marry with some of the, the, the fruity hop notes that we were going to use. So does that make it a mixed culture, Saison? Uh, not technically, no. I w- it's a, a mixed Saccharomyces. <laughs> mixed Saccharomyces, okay. So, you know, because it is still of the same genus, you know. They, they, gotcha, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Just the, the culmination Saccharomyces and the common Saccharomyces correct. got yep. together and had a beautiful beer baby. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Many of them. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hops. Um, um, yeah, so we used, uh, so basically, I mean, back to kind of like, I mean, marrying a couple styles. Uh, we used some traditional German hops, um, kind of the new age, and then also like American hops. So uh, it was Czech Saws, um, Mandarina Bavaria in the Whirlpool. And then we dry hopped with Eldorado and a tiny bit of crystal. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. That's yeah. yeah. You get a nice kind of complex blend based off of that because you know, if you kind of go all fruit, then you need a little bit of that kind of grassy spiciness to it. And so, kind of, kind of gives it that Saison yeah. pers- uh, profile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, you know, coupled with the yeast. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> yeah, so, someone didn't get the memo. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's drink it. And you guys tell me, what tell me what your flavors are. What are you tasting? What comes across on your palate? All right. They're drinking, they're smelling, mm-hmm. they're tasting. We're quaffing. Oh, they're quaffing. There you go. I like that. That's 6.8%. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I always like to kind of go through, like, aroma, taste, like, palate. Um, aroma, I definitely get, like, a nice kind of, like, candy orange and a little bit of, like, spiciness from that crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I um, agree with that. The, the vanilla is kind of present in the aroma at that point. I can't, it's so smooth. It's it just, is, yeah. It's just, it's, it feels like a session beer to me. Uh, I could drink many of these. Well, and the thing I think I like about it, too, is that there's, there's a, it's obviously very dry, you know, it's very fermented out, but yet there's this body behind it that, that really comes, you know, that grain base is laying this wonderful body that kind of, I don't know, it's this mattress for some of the, uh, the, the fruit profile that's coming through, you know? Yeah, totally. And this is going to be on tap both at Commons and at Culmination. And I'm when we uh, when it gets uh, when I drink it at Commons, I'm going to have to get some cheese yeah. from oh, the yeah. cheese annex. Yeah. This is just screaming to me that it needs it wants me to have cheese with it. Yeah, but like a big salty cheese, like a <laughs> kind of a nice uh, dry salty cheese would go really well with this. Anything comes to your mind, Conrad, that you would pair with it? Oh no, that. Uh, that's where my mind is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're, now we're all stuck on cheese. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, it, it, it is. tends to go that way. Some, some sort of some sort of sheep cheese, would I think, would go really well with this. I don't know. Like a light fish would go kind of well, you know. Uh, when I was in uh, Bulgaria, they did a, a Shopska salad, yeah. Um, yeah, which is go. just, and they do it in all, all, all of those countries. They all call it different and all think they're different. Exactly. But yeah. um, tomatoes and uh, cucumbers and a um, sheep's milk cheese, feta, yeah. sheep milk yeah. feta, that salad would go perfect yeah, with this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know, one of my always go-to sort of uh, dinners or whatever that, that with saisons, uh, and especially I think this would go quite well with it, is really taking, you know, something like a, like a cod or like a rockfish, uh, any sort of, you know, herb treatment to it, and then like a risotto and broccoli or something. You know. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Now, now I'm hungry yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. Now we need to eat. Okay, uh, so. Well, <laughs> going fishing next weekend. Yeah, so there you maybe go, right? we'll yeah, have exactly. to bring some with you. So the name, we haven't we haven't divulged the name yet on purpose because I think the name is just just fantastic. Yeah. And I can't believe no one's ever done a beer that I can find Interesting. like this. Interesting. No, yeah. yeah. Um, but, we researched uh, it. So it's called Home and Home. So for those that know, tell us how, how did the name come about and what's it mean? Well, I, I think we were kind of like bouncing back and forth on a name and really were just kind of like, oh, man, you know, it's uh, it's always, for me, it's more difficult naming a beer than than conceiving a recipe. We, we have a joke that when we're going to name a beer one of these days, names are hard um, because naming beers is difficult. You know, you really, especially if you make a lot of them, a lot of different types, you know, you, you sometimes it really comes to you and then sometimes you're, you're kind of scratching your head. And anytime you do a collaboration, you really want to, you know, you're putting your best foot forward. Well, always you're putting your best foot forward, but you really want to try to... Try to encompass everything. Yeah, try to encompass everything. And so as we were kind of sitting around discussing it, one of the things with the with the yeasts, you know, with the two different yeast cultures, uh, we were describing it to Tom, and, and he said, oh, a home and home, which is a baseball reference. So, uh, essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest baseball aficionado, but <laughs> enough either. to know that, uh, that it's essentially when each team plays a single game at each other's field. So, so kind of a a nod of the hat to that, and then uh, with with each yeast, that's that sort of work. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in essence, the beer too is very based in our in our home. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost all the hops came from Crosby hop farms, and then uh, obviously <laughs> the the uh, malt from Madras of Meckergrade. So yeah, and that's that to me. Uh, that's always a big. Uh, I like that. I'm a native Oregonian, so I'm always, you know, being the champion for ingredients grown here. So where were you born? Eugene. Eugene. And then where'd you go to high school? Salem. Salem. What was the mascot there? Uh, Boy, what was it? The Olympians? The Olympians. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that any Olympians actually came from there. I could be wrong. But... I, I, I lived in Olympia for 12 years, so oh, I think of go. myself yeah, as an yeah, Olympian. Yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. No, I've. I've uh, it, at the time, I thought it was a curse, but now I think it's a blessing. We we really moved around to a lot of different places in the state. So, lived in big big chunk of the I'd say mostly west side of the state, but all up and down the I five corridor and, and Bend, including Bend. You know, back when Bend had no people in it. And <laughs> no beer. No, no. The shoots was still there. Right. No, no. Actually, no. They weren't. Actually. Oh my gosh, that's awful. They, they might have, they might have just started that year actually. So the thing I love about um, uh, beer names when they're done well, to me, I, I'm really picky when I buy, when I buy greeting cards. Yeah. I, I look at the words. I want words to fit the situation. And sometimes they're like over the top, and they say things like, I can't say all that. That's nonsense. And I want a card that conveys what's actually going on to the situation. And a beer name that is well done, once you know why it's got that name, all of a sudden it kind of tells the story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And so I love, uh, it's very common in craft beer to have beer names. When you know the story, you get it. And I love this name, that it is well thought out. It nails it on many points. Um, and it gives a fantastic story to match what I think is just a fantastic beer. Well, thank you. Congratulations thank to you guys. Um, yeah, you. Both of you are tremendous brewers. Both teams at Culmination and Commons have great brewers on them. Um, and it's just a joy for me to get to uh, get to drink this beer. It's like, man, we did a collab with, Col- <laughs> with Commons. That's fantastic. Well, and then we, you know, thank you 
to you guys too for ha for having us and accommodating our kind of busy schedule. We we appreciate a lot of that, and uh, we we had a lot of fun making it. Oh, it was fun having you hang out all day on uh, on, oh, yeah. on, on the brew day. That's yeah. That's yeah. like I say, like I told Conrad, it's better than building boxes. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, there's so um, There's a lot of building boxes and brewing. Though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we do have our five-vessel, five-barrel system, and one of them is our adjunct cook. It holds pressure and temperature. So that yeah. gives us a little bit. Was that kind of fun to be able to experiment with some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we, uh, we, we have uh, something where we can do a very similar process, but we can't quite do it under the pressure, and so it's not a direct, uh, dedicated adjunct cook. You can't quite get the gelatinization. We, we can get the gelatinization. We can get the gelatinization, but it's really hard to keep it there, right? So, gotcha. Uh, we're able to do that actually in our kettle because we have multi-vessels, uh, but then we'll, we'll return it to the main mash. But it's really, a lot of times when you're doing that, you're doing it with a very small amount. So having that dedicated vessel that's sized for that means that it's a lot easier to do uh, with a smaller percentage of the actual grist being that adjunct. So uh, for us, it's, you know, because it's in our kettle, you know, you, you, there's only the, the, the lower jacket, the lower steam jacket on the kettle is pretty wide. So you have to have a pretty high amount of it, that adjunct in order so it doesn't bake on. So. And I, I, that's something kind of cool about this beer too, is like for our total grist, um, the faro is like it's four. Low. Yeah. Four or five percent, exactly. But it's so and, it, and it's still yeah. so yeah. impactful. Exactly, know. exactly. So uh, just as we close, I want um, some of my uh, favorite common beers to honor comments because I have favorites. I love Bourbon Little Brother. Right. Uh, that's my favorite. I wrote that. And I'm um, uh, so excited you guys were a chapter in my second book, yeah, Portland yeah. Beer Stories. And then uh, Myrtle. I love Myrtle because Myrtle to me is a brunch beer. I just want to have a hollandaise sauce <laughs> from the egg carton, uh, an eggs benedict, and some Myrtle. To me, it's just yeah. a perfect brunch beer. I know that's kind of weird. But, no, no, no. Uh, I, I always call it the mimosa beer. So The mimosa beer. We're, okay. we're actually tomorrow, we're bottling a version of it called Citrus Myrtle, so uh, where we're actually adding citrus to this uh, batch and bottling it, which we don't usually do with Myrtle. So, And I made this, the joke, and, and I don't think it's going to be a joke that we're going to do a white wine version of citrus Myrtle down the road, so it will literally be the mimosa beer. <laughs> wow, that yeah, would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as, as a Portland craft beer fan, of course, Commons I'm a huge fan of, and so it's really exciting to not only get to do a collab with you, yeah. but get to record the Culmination Back Bar podcast here. We should call it the Commons Front Bar podcast, I guess, <laughs> yeah, sure. for this episode. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Conrad, as we uh, bring this episode to an end? Uh, no, just hope everyone enjoys the beer. And who were the, uh, we give credit where credit's due, who are some of the brewers that kind of hung out and helped that day make it happen? Because, uh, you know, the production brewers, they're the real heroes. They make stuff happen um, in the craft beer world. And so who are some of the people that were around that day? Well, uh, Sam, Kyle, uh, Sean, definitely. Yeah, on our end. And then I, and then Sean on our end, and uh, Sonny was working the cellar that day, too. Yeah, so. Cool. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Culmination Back Bar Podcast. I'm really excited to uh, for the release of Home and Home, a uh, strong Saison, a Commons Culmination collaboration. Cheers, everyone. Mm -hmm.